Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, TGIF, uh, January the 27th. Uh, yeah, cranking it up. Of course, we've got the NFL playoff games this weekend. And uh, could the Super Bowl be a rematch between LSU and Alabama quarterbacks? Uh, might be. Could be. That's in two weeks. Also, uh, a coaching uh, job as uh, the Carolina Panthers hired a new coach, Jeff, uh, Frank Wright, uh, former uh, coach. Uh, not, not too often a coach gets fired midseason and picks up a job uh, the immediate next season. So, Kudos to Frank Reich. Um, and the Colts uh, still interviewing Jeff Saturday, although there's a petition by Colts fans not to hire him. <laughs> anyway, of course. And what does that tell you about uh, what we talked about yesterday, though? Uh, I think teams have moved on from uh, Sean Payton. It looks like it, too. Uh, of course, there was an article that there seemed to be a little uh, rhubarb between he and the management of the Broncos. Uh, not sure what that was about. Payton didn't. I acknowledge it, saying that uh, I don't think there was any issue there. Uh, don't know if that might be a job he covets and just uh, kind of playing uh, uh, playing it off a little bit. But uh, now that it leaves four jobs in the NFL uh, open, uh, of course, Denver, Arizona, along with the Colts and um, – uh, of course, Carolina job was taken to uh, Houston is the uh, four jobs that right now uh, looking for head football coaches for the year. Uh, in the meantime, Frank Wright, a uh, little uh, trivia here. He was the first quarterback for the Carolina Panthers back in 95 when they uh, started up. Uh, of course, uh, Wright, 61 years old, uh, be a head coach for I don't think he had the coach job was his first head coaching job. It was. He was an offensive coordinator uh, and had a lot of success somewhere. I cannot remember. I was trying to remember that yesterday when I saw that he had been hired and, and knew that uh, the Colts job was his first head coaching job. But he had had some success as an offensive coordinator. I can't remember where, though. Yeah, it escapes me also, but you're right about that. Uh, of course, I'm sure the information's available somewhere. Yeah, though. his claim to fame was the big comeback back in the uh, playoffs when they were down, what, 35-3 uh, to three against Houston, the Oilers, and now the Tennessee Titans, and came back to beat them. Uh, you know, as he chunked, what, five or six, uh, five touchdown passes maybe in the second half to drop Houston uh who historically, I think it was the biggest lead in a playoff game that uh, lost in uh, the uh, Bills' comeback back in the early 90s. Uh, I think Warren Moon was a quarterback for the Aurors at that time. And, of course, uh, during the course of the season, we had the big comeback uh, where the uh, Vikings came back to beat the Colts. Uh, they were down 35, mm-hmm. to whatever. And, uh, it was 32 to nothing. Yeah, yeah, and came back to beat the Colts. And, of course, is that when they fired Frank Wright? I'm trying to recall. No, that was the uh, after sat- was Saturday, was, yeah, uh, the yeah. coach then. Yeah. Frank Reich, he was the OC at Philadelphia the year they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and that's and led to his job probably yeah. with uh, the Colts. Exactly. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, so just four jobs open right now in the NFL. Uh, and Sean Payton uh, still talking to people. Uh uh, we'll see what uh, happens. I think he met with uh, Arizona yesterday, didn't he? If my memory serves me right, and he was scheduled to. to um, whether whether that happened or not, I don't know. Same here. Didn't see any reports on that. Of course, uh, uh, the Tiger quarterback uh, Joe Burrow against uh, Jalen Hurts, who played a couple years at Alabama, led them. Didn't he lead them to a national championship game? And that's when uh, 
who came in uh, and uh, led him to the victory. Was it? Uh, was it Tua? I think it was Tua. Yeah, yeah. he started the game, and uh, Saban made the uh, call to change quarterbacks in the second half. Uh, which a lot of Tiger fans <laughs> praised him for, which didn't happen to them uh, when they were had a lead and uh, and the quarterback didn't live up to billing and uh, should have pulled him, but uh, got beat by Alabama, I think, 21 nothing for the national championship. Elsewhere, uh, I noticed where LSU now will be, uh, they announced they're playing a neutral site game against the Houston uh, Cougars, but that's uh, basically four years from now, and I'll be at Reliance <laughs> Stadium. But who it's knows? It's hardly a neutral site. Yeah, that's right. But then again, LSU uh, travels pretty well to Houston, yeah, too, and there's and, a big alumni base there. I, I remember when uh, Miles, Les Miles, uh, was the head coach. He loved to play in Houston because of the recruiting base. Oh, true, too. Yeah, that means a lot, too. Of course, LSU has appeared in uh, two of those games in the Texas kickoff, they call it. In 2014, they beat Wisconsin, and in 2017, they won over BYU. Houston has appeared in three Texas kickoff games. The Cougars beat Oklahoma in 16, but dropped the 2019 game to Washington and the 2021 matchup against Texas Tech. So the Texas kickoff has operated since uh, 2013, continues to serve as a significant Labor Day weekend of college football showcase. And 2027 will mark uh, LSU's Houston class. Uh, they've played a few times before. I remember the Cougars beat them, I think, in Saban's first year, Donardo's maybe last year. And then, uh, of course, uh, Houston won games in 96 and 2000, but dropping their 99 matchups. So uh, all those games were played in Tiger Stadium. But uh, in 2027, LSU will enter uh, Eastern Texas with more than a single win on their mind. So, uh, but four years from now, a lot can take place. Who knows what's going to happen in that regard? So, uh, anyway, uh, and you know, Kelly priorities, like you mentioned, the recruiting process. Six LSU Tigers in the twenty-three recruiting class are members of Texas. So, uh, anyway, it's a, it's a big tool for LSU in that regard. So, anyway, the not, not a great matchup though. No, for, for a, 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 a supposed marquee kind of matchup. When you uh, usually have maybe a couple of Power Five teams, get, and and technically, I guess Houston is well, soon to be, be in the Big Twelve but, but this, it's this just, coming year. It's not that attractive of a matchup. Yeah, it, it, Houston at one time had some power programs, yeah. but uh, that um, hasn't been the case in the last few years. So uh, we'll see how they do in the Big Twelve, playing Oklahoma State, Kansas State, uh, and those type teams throughout the course of the year. But uh, in Texas Tech, for that matter, Baylor. Anyway. Uh, Time will um, show uh, what the Cougars can do over the next uh, three years before this game is played in, in what, uh, August or September of 27. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, the NBA has announced uh, their all-stars. They selected the starters uh, through that. Uh, Of course, Zion Williamson is one of them with the uh, Pelicans. I I don't know if he'll be ready to play. They're talking Um, still another two weeks away. All-Star game is uh, coming on us quickly. So uh, the other players of those teams will be selected by the captains, coaches, et cetera. And, uh, of course, the fans, along with the, uh, along with players and um, coaches, select the All-Star team. But Zion Williamson made the team. So uh, don't know if he'll have uh, uh, the opportunity to play in it since he's still nursing that hamstring injury. Uh, that'll come into uh, play, though. Anyway, I saw where um, – uh, 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 to me, the college broadcaster I always followed, 
during the course you mentioned of, him uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, Billy Packer passed away, uh, I think, through the night, uh, maybe early this morning. He, he died in his sleep Tuesday morning. Okay, so uh, announcing it now, but uh, Billy Packer. And, you know, I, he, he coached. I coached. He uh, played at uh, Wake Forest back in the 50s, and uh, he did college uh, football games, Jeff. I- I'm trying to recall uh, from th- 30 years maybe uh, until his retirement, uh, Billy Packer. and uh, just uh, I don't remember him doing football. No, I don't either, uh, unless he might have done AAC games, or I should say ACC games in that regard. Uh, he, uh, he just – and I can't remember – of course, Al McGuire did that. We talked about him doing games uh, yesterday. Uh, but I can't recall Packer, as you mentioned, doing uh, doing football games at all unless he did games with uh, uh, the ACC, uh, and that's where he played at Wake Forest. So Billy Packer passed on uh, Tuesday night. And actually, I was wrong. Uh, I, I Someone passed away Tuesday morning, uh, but Billy Thursday night. Okay. Okay, Billy Packer. Now I have to remember who it was. Oh, no, it was former Broussard Mayor Charles Yeah, Charlie Longley. New Charlie. Charlie was a fraternity brother of mine. Good man, and uh, he passed away in his sleep Tuesday morning. Yeah, and... uh, I knew I saw two uh, deaths then. Yeah, uh, Charlie, a good guy, and uh, he always low-key and... uh, the people Innovative and and forward-thinking. Very much so, and... uh, I can remember just a quickly an antidote here. He bought a brand new uh, Camaro, yellow Camaro, seventy two, seventy three, somewhere in there. And uh, uh, within two weeks, I think he totaled it. <laughs> he somebody ran him off the road, and uh, he totaled that car. I can't remember that with Charlie back in the day. And he was some kind of hot too. The person, the instigator, uh, got away. Anyway, Billy Packer. Going back to Billy Packer, he was uh, Billy was. Um, uh, 83 years old, uh, uh, would have been 83 uh, next month on February 25th. He, uh, sportscaster, author, uh, just, uh, just uh, when I think of college basketball, Billy Packer, uh, you know, he was the CBS sports lead college analyst for from 1981 to 2008, and uh, he just uh, – he, he was college basketball. You know, I think he had a disdain for North Carolina since he played at Wake Forest. And uh, he he wouldn't give the plaudits to uh, Dean Smith because I think being a uh, 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 West Virginia, I mean, a uh, uh, Wake Forest uh, guy. Uh, but he just uh, would light up uh, uh, college basketball. And uh, he he was uh, a fine player, too, uh, uh, in his day at Wake Forest. So, uh Anyway, uh, after graduation, he had a brief stint as an assistant coach with Wake Forest. And in 72, Packer began his uh, career in broadcasting in Raleigh, North Carolina, when asked uh, to fill in for a color analyst as a regional television ACC game. And Packer became a regular. Took the Wally, he Wally pipped a guy, uh, so to speak. And uh, Packer worked with NBC for the first few years and then CBS for uh, the next 27 years. So he covered every men's Division One basketball championship, including the Final Four from 75 to 08. Many years he also covered the ACC games for Raycom. And uh, Packer won an Emmy Award. And uh, he uh, just a, a great analysis, too, of the game. He was replaced by Clark Kellogg, who played at Ohio State and uh, – uh, 35 straight years, uh, Packer covering the NCAA tournament as a TV analyst and uh, did a great job, too, in that regard. He will be he will be missed, uh, Billy Packer, but uh, anyway, um, 
Life is short, and uh, I don't know if you see have anything else uh, on Packer that I may have missed. No, but uh, again, we uh, we will appreciate the fact uh, we got to enjoy his work, yeah. uh, and and you know it's one thing to lose someone in their prime; it's another thing to lose someone after they've retired and after they've uh, pretty much hung up what it is you loved about them, but still uh, good memories. Yeah, that it is too, and uh, Billy Packer. Uh, you know, he was 80, not quite 83, and uh, that didn't seem that old anymore, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you're getting up in that uh, that age group in, in that regard. So uh, elsewhere, uh, going back, uh, as I mentioned, the NBA, uh, uh, of course, the uh, I'm trying to remember when uh, our good uh, team, the uh, Pelicans, play again. I think they play tomorrow night in New Orleans to take on Washington, so... NFL action this weekend, well, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the broadcast, will it be an LSU-Alabama uh, matchup? Uh, will the Bengals take down the uh, Chiefs in Kansas City, which have done uh, three straight times now? And uh, will uh, Jalen Hurts uh, guide the Eagles uh, against uh, a rookie quarterback? Uh, and will it be a matchup uh, of uh, LSU and Alabama, former LSU and Alabama quarterbacks? Time will tell in that regard. Anyway, uh, time to take our first break here on uh, Friday morning, TGIF, uh, January the 27th on Bayou Sports. We'll be back uh, with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. The Quartered Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. And this Saturday, it's the Anything Goes Cook-Off. The Bad Boys playing at noon. Tommy G and Stormy Weather beginning at 6. Remember, never a cover at the Quartered Tavern. Quartered Tavern recently named a top 10 bar in Louisiana by bestthingslouisiana.com. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennis made across from McDonald's. The best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. 
Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, January the 27th. And uh, last night over in uh, Cajun Dome, uh, the Cajuns uh, put a whipping on Troy. Uh, they beat back the uh, the Troy Trojans uh, looking for that score, 72-57. to And uh, the, the Cajuns uh, just uh, outscored them in the first half, 41-17. That game, of course, was on ESPN+. Plus. Cajuns are favored by three, but uh, this team's playing really well right now, Jeff. Uh, that 72-57 score, don't have any of the individual uh, stats from that game last night, but uh, leading 41-17, I don't think Troy got within uh, uh, 12 points uh, for the rest of the game, but uh, they were outscored in the second half, 40-31. to But when you have a... Uh, 20 uh 24 point lead at halftime uh in a game and uh the cajun scoring was from the article i read earlier was pretty well spread out so uh they go to 17 and 4 now with a big matchup against georgia southern i think saturday night over in the cajun uh dome again so if you want to see a pretty good college basketball team playing uh the uh, cajuns are playing very well right now uh and uh, they, like I said, uh, they right now I think they're tied for the lead in, in their conference. At uh, now they're uh, seven and two, with uh, Georgia Southern showing up uh, uh, this weekend. Trying to see when that tip off will be. I'm pretty sure it's a night tip off uh, Saturday night. Just going through the uh, scores uh, here. The uh, I should say the scheduled games uh, Saturday night in that regard. So uh, seven o'clock tip off. Um, might be a little earlier than that. Can't find it. Right Seven now. o'clock. Seven o'clock. Uh, Cajun uh, over in the Cajun Dome as the Cajuns uh, take on uh, Georgia Southern. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Georgia Southern comes in 12 and 10. Cajuns are 17 and four, averaging about 80 points a game. So uh, play uh, an up and down game, not uh, slowing it down. Uh, uh, with that, uh, Georgia Southern also averages about 72 a game. So uh, Cajuns. Um, uh, anyway, good college basketball up the road uh, this weekend. Of course, some uh, other matchups uh, this uh, tonight, I should say, in uh, <laughs> college basketball. I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the twi- Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. and I've never seen it like this, but the UL mascot is a Cayenne. Yeah, that, they did that for a while. They haven't moved that. Uh, yeah, I think they I mean, I've it- never seen it. In black and white like oh, that, okay. though. Mascot, okay. Cayenne. Well. Okie doke. Yeah. Pe- I would have thought Pepper, if, yeah. if anything, but yeah, Cayenne, Pepper. Well, uh, I met a guy last night who had a, a dog, uh, one of those, uh, go- a golden poodle or whatever, a retriever poodle, and he named the dog Cayenne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn-haired dog uh, named him Cayenne. A female, uh, I don't know, retriever poodle, whatever the 
that particular breed of dog. Labradoodle. Yeah, whatever. It's a, it was a golden retriever. It was a retriever, though. And, and a poodle. And pretty good size, too. She was only four months old. Uh, it looked like she could eat you out of house and home, too. Anyway, uh, no uh, one-ranked game tonight uh, in major college uh, basketball. New Mexico uh, entertains Air Force uh, in uh, New Mexico, at New Mexico. Uh, NBA action tonight. Uh, of course, I mentioned the Pelicans play tomorrow night. Uh, and Sunday, too. Yeah, and that's right. So uh, second time this week they play back-to-back games. Of course, their Sunday game is going to be in Milwaukee. Of course, the Saturday game is in New Orleans. So they'll board a flight. Uh, don't I guess they board a flight after the game, head to Milwaukee. That's, what, probably about a three-hour? It's not a bad trip uh, straight north. Yeah, what about uh, maybe eight nine hundred miles, something of that nature? How far is Chicago from here? It's, it's, it's a here? thousand. It's almost exactly a thousand from I ten or I twelve to uh, downtown Chicago. So the way the crow flies. So and that's another ninety miles to, to Milwaukee. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, with that, so uh, tomorrow basketball games and. Uh, and you know uh, LSU's ladies twenty and zero right now. They got two big games coming up uh, in the next uh, ten days or so. Uh, of course, twelve days they take on uh, Tennessee first in a big ball game. Uh, I think uh, next week, or I don't know if that game might be uh, this uh, this Saturday. I'm just scrolling through the ladies. Uh, uh, of course, the uh, uh, UL's ladies take on Appalachian State at one o'clock uh, tomorrow. And of course, the men go at it later on. Uh, Looks like the ladies have Tennessee on Monday. Okay, that's when it that's is. The and, next game. And then the 12th Super Bowl Sunday, they take on uh, South Carolina, number one ranked South Carolina. So uh, last night, uh, UConn uh, beat the Lady Vols. Uh, I think that was on TV, too, that game uh, played in Tennessee. Uh, so uh, Kim Mulkey, uh, last year, you know, she made it to the tournament, and uh, I think she was uh, – Play, they played pretty well until they were defeated. I uh, can't remember by who, but uh, right now the uh, the uh, Lady Tigers, uh, twenty and zero, in her second year there, and she's she, right now they predict them to be a number two seed in the uh, NCAA playoffs with the ladies. So uh, Kim Mulkey, uh, everybody knows she get the Lady Tigers back on track, and that she has too, uh, uh, as they're twenty and zero. Two big games against Tennessee, uh, along with South Carolina. Before uh, that, Georgia on Thursday. Okay. Anyway, um, with that, uh, so uh, just looking to, for other things. Of course, we got high school basketball here on tonight on Kane Radio with uh, airtime around 7, give or take, when the ladies, uh, 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 Panthers, both from Delcom and Catholic High, finish their matchup, and then we'll have the varsity action on uh, between 7.15 and 7.30. So tune in to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 12.40 for high school basketball. Uh, Panthers uh, won the opening match over in Delcom uh, approximately a month ago, a uh, score of 45-40. to 40. And uh, the Delcom uh, team, uh, we'll give, them, uh, give a shout-out to um, uh, uh, young Wiggins, uh, 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 Jackson Wiggins, who a uh, pretty good player for the Delcom team, also a fine football player. So I'm sure his uh, grandparents will, will be there or listening in. So uh, high school basketball on. Not sure who the Yellow Jackets uh, play tonight, Jeff, but uh, they're still running around at, what, 20-1, uh, and 19-1, something of that nature. They only lost one particular game, I think, through the course of the year. And uh, we'll see how uh, – the Yellow Jackets, uh, along with uh, other area teams, 
Uh, I thought I saw a score uh, recently, high school basketball game, uh, of course, uh, Delcom at Catholic High. Lowerville will be playing at Franklin. West St. Mary will be at Episcopal. Uh, those games uh, will start around 7, 730. Uh, of course, the girls' action, Lowerville at Franklin also. St. Thomas More against uh, Turlings Catholic. Jenneret uh, lost a game uh, Wednesday night. Uh, as we mentioned, they uh, take on Centerville tonight uh, in Jenneret. Uh, other local games, Erath will be at St. Martinville. And uh, trying to uh, see if any other games in our area uh, looks like. That's I would imagine most schools in our area are playing tonight. Yeah, and it's uh, mostly all district matchups too. Um, uh, anyway, that's pretty much what I see right now. Uh, didn't see where Nish couldn't find a Nish game too. Uh, who they might be playing tonight? Looks like Sulphur. Okay. No, 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 no. That's uh, the third. Um, uh, apparently they're off tonight. Okay. Uh, might be their bye night. Uh, there, there's eight teams. No, there are nine teams in now that in that district. So yeah, they do pull a bye every once in a Would while. Would they be playing uh, an out of uh, since instead of a bye, be playing an out of district game against someone? No, I'm looking. Well, I'm looking at the LHSA schedule for Nish. Uh, okay. Apparently they played Barb last night and won. That's why they're not playing tonight. They okay. played Barb last night for. Whatever reason, they play sulfur on the third. Well, you know, with uh, regards to that area still recovering from uh, the hurricane of uh, a year or so ago. Anyway, uh, today in sports history, January the 27th, on this date in 1894, the first collegiate basketball game took place as the University of Chicago beats uh, the Chicago YMCA 19-11. Again, I wonder if they use peach baskets (laughs) with that. Uh, elsewhere on this date in 1944, Casey Stingle, the manager of the Boston Braves since 1938, resigns. And uh, the new group, by control of the Boston Braves, so wanted new management. Of course, Stingle latches on with uh, the Yankees, uh, I believe, in 48-49. Uh, elsewhere on this date in 1955, uh, in the NFL draft of 1955, George Shaw from the University of Oregon is the first pick by the Baltimore Colts who had just moved, I think, from uh, Dallas, Texas, after being in New York as the Yankees. Anyway, in 1956, on this date in the NFL, New York Giants moved their home from the Polo Grounds to Upper Manhattan, and they play in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Didn't realize they played that many games in the Polo Grounds. Elsewhere on this date in 1966, a Wisconsin State Circuit Court judge by the name of Elmer Roller rules either the Braves stay in Milwaukee or the NL promises Wisconsin an expansion team for 1966. Of course, the Braves moved from uh, Milwaukee to Atlanta in 66 and played their first year. And uh, uh, Milwaukee didn't, well. Milwaukee didn't get an expansion team uh, but they initially. Got the, Seattle got the, the, the expansion That's team right. in 69, but they only lasted a year there, a bunch of rain delays. And uh, that's when... Uh, Selig bought the team and moved them to Milwaukee. From the previous owner of Danny Kay, yeah. who owned the Seattle Pilots. Anyway, in the meantime, on this date in 1967, the Saints signed their first player in Paige Cawthorn. He was a kicker from Ole Miss, who they signed as a free agent. Uh, I don't think uh, Paige, I don't think he even kicked a game for the Saints unless it was in the exhibition season because Charlie Durkee was the Saints kicker to open up the season in uh, – 67. Elsewhere on this date, 1969, Chuck Knoll is named the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the youngest coach in NFL history at the time. I think uh, maybe uh, 
I want to say uh, John Madden maybe took over that role. Was he maybe the youngest coach ever hired in the NFL? Of course, uh, who was the coach for the Rams? This uh, uh, McCabe. He mm-hmm. might have been. The, he was the youngest coach in the league. Don't know if he was the youngest coach ever. I always thought he was Don Shula, was the youngest coach in the NFL hired because he couldn't have been more than 31 or 32 when uh, hired by the Colts. Uh, about that. You know. Anyway, uh, also on this date, 1980, in Haloa Stadium, Honolulu, the NFC beats the AFC in the uh, in the Pro Bowl, uh, the game, Pro Bowl game. Chuck Muncie of New Orleans, the Saints, uh, was the MVP of the game. Of course, by spectacle, Chuck Muncie had so much talent uh, he wasted, though. Just a laid-back, really easy. Remind me a lot of Ricky Williams. Anyway, uh, on this date in 1982, the Phillies trade shortstop Larry Boy, an infielder by the name of Ryan Sandberg, to the Chicago Cubs for second baseman Ivan DeJesus on this date, Jeff, in 82. Uh, elsewhere on this date in 1991 in the Super Bowl 25, Tampa Stadium, the Giants beat the Bills. Uh, Otis Anderson's the MVP of that game. Of course, Scott Norwood, infamous Scott Norwood. It's wide right by the Bills from 47, 48 yards. Bills would have won their uh, first Super Bowl. Of course, they lost the next four. Elsewhere, birthdays on this date, born in 1901. Art Rooney, of course, a longtime owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers and had a little interest in the Pirates, team founder, owner, chairman, from 1933 to 88, and he's uh, passed away in 88. Art Rooney, of course, his son now controls the uh, Steelers. On this date, 1952, born on this date, Billy White Shoes Johnson, football wide receiver, return specialist, ran the opening kickoff in the first ever game in the Dome exhibition against the Saints for a touchdown in that game. Uh, Elsewhere uh, on this date, born on this date in 1959, some people like him, some people don't, uh, NFL wide receiver and TV sportscaster Chris Collinsworth, born on this date in 1959. Deaths on this date, uh, a tremendous man. Andre the Giant died on this date, and I got conflicting dates, whether it was the 27th or 28th of January. Of course, Andre the Giant, seven foot four, 520 pounds of him. What a man that was to uh, wrestling as he dwarfed everybody that he was around uh, in that. Quote of the day, I'm going to go back to Casey Stingle. He said, all right, everyone, line up alphabetically according to your height. (laughs) (laughs) And Casey had another great one, too. You have to have a catcher because if you don't have a catcher, you're likely to have a lot of pass balls. (laughs) Casey, uh, they could probably fill up a book with yogiisms or or Stingleese is the language uh, he was tattooed with uh, because you'd ask him a question, he'd talk for the next 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Casey Stingle, uh, (laughs) you have to everyone line up alphabetically. Medically, according to your height. What more can you say about Casey? Anyway, uh, we got uh, NFL action Sunday uh, for the games, 2 o'clock and I think 5.30. So uh, enjoy the weekend, Jeff. I uh, don't know if you have any other, uh, maybe uh, something to speak about before we go to our sponsors. No, we're all good. Um, you know, I was looking up uh, some of the history of the Seattle Pilots and um, a couple of uh, interesting moves uh, you know, you you mentioned uh, Milwaukee was clamoring for an expansion team by allowing the Brewers. Kansas City actually was the one who got the team uh, started in '69 because Kansas City, after uh, the A's moved in '66 or '67 yeah, to Oakland, um, Kansas City demanded uh, a senator from Missouri uh, got uh, the Major League Baseball to move up the expansion year. It was scheduled to be 71, but they moved it up to 69 because of pressure from 
uh, Missouri senator. Uh, and so, again. But I, and of course the Royals are in Missouri. The, of course, Kansas City borders uh, the Missouri. Well, it's two different cities, right? One Kansas City, Missouri. One Kansas City, Kansas. I have relatives in Kansas City, Kansas, but not Missouri. And uh, of course, the Expos got an expansion team. What was that in '68? '69 also. Yeah, they along they, with the uh, Padres. That's right. So uh, and uh, of course, Bud Selig moved uh, or bought and moved the uh, Pilots in '70, I do believe. Uh, yeah, '70 was the first year in Milwaukee. Yeah, they played one season in Seattle. And they had a terrible facility in Seattle. Uh, it had been a good minor league ballpark, and they had to expand. The, the, the seating capacity I just saw, 19,000 That's all it was. opening day. I was, they eventually expanded it. And it was actually, uh, Seattle only got the franchise because in 1968, the King County voters voted to build what eventually became the kingdom. Okay. Didn't open for another seven, eight years. Right. And that's when the Seahawks and then the Mariners were eventually granted a, an expansion franchise. But it was in 68 uh, what inspired the Pilots to even get a franchise was that vote in 68. But the Pilots never saw yeah. the kingdom. And Danny Kaye, of all people, no, actor, he, he owned the Mariners, not Seattle Pilots, the Mariners. I thought he was the Pilots. I, I've seen nothing to that effect. Okay. Uh, I always thought he owned the Pilots uh, in that regard. A guy named Soriano. Okay. Anyway, that's uh, today in sports history, the 27th of January. And, uh, Jeff, uh, of course, we'll be back uh, Monday talking about the playoff game Sunday along with uh, bas- some basketball. We'll start our two audience. weeks of Super Bowl hype on that's Monday. That's right. Of course, can we say Super Bowl? Honey? Yeah, we can say it. <laughs> we just can't use it in advertising. That's right. Thanks as, to, as a uh, news item, we can uh, say it. Thanks to Lamar Hunt. Uh, no doubt. Anyway. That's it today, uh, Jeff, uh, for Sports History. Always a pleasure. And once again, appreciate our sponsors, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern. Don't forget about their Anything Goes Cook-Off. Tomorrow, a couple of bands beginning at noon. But again, uh, appreciate the Quarter Tavern. Schwing Insurance, Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, District 49, and L.A. Classic Roofing. News is up next after a short break. Brought to us by David Funeral Homes. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. And this Saturday, it's the Anything Goes Cook-Off. The Bad Boys playing at noon. Tommy G and Stormy Weather beginning at 6. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern recently named a top 10 bar in Louisiana by bestthingslouisiana.com. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennis made across from McDonald's. The best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you 
you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 